Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform, Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. And just realizing how helpful taking that moment to breathe in and out can really help you to recenter yourself and release a lot of that pent up frustration. And I think that sometimes using that breathing technique, even in a moment when you're not frustrated, but you may have been holding on to some things, can actually be helpful as well. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Herspace Podcast, and I have a question for you. Do you want to start your own podcast? Have you been thinking to yourself, you know what, I want to start a podcast, but you just haven't taken the leap? If that's you, I got you. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your own podcast from start to finish. I'll teach you how to format your show and pitch great guests. I'll teach you how to stand out in the crowd of nearly 1 million podcasts, but I'm also going to teach you how to get your mind right, okay? We're going to talk about how to overcome imposter syndrome and how to deal with fear on your podcasting journey. So even if you're not tech savvy, it's okay. This masterclass is just for you. So visit terrylomax.com and click on the pink link in the middle of your screen and register for my free podcasting masterclass. Again, that's terrylomax.com. T-E-R-R-I-L-O-M-A-X.com. I hope to see you there. Hey, lady, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Today, we have a very unique episode. We are airing our first ever live Zoom recorded episode. And so you will hear feedback 
from other ladies that are in her space. So we hope you enjoy and we hope that you click the link in our Instagram bio at Herspace Podcast so that you can tune in to our next episode. Enjoy. Our topic for today is how to deal with frustration when technology won't let you be great. And so I am going to reiterate our quote of the day and then Terry and I are going to dive in. So our quote of the day is when women affirm women, it unlocks our power. It gives us permission to shine brighter. And that quote comes to us from Elaine Welteroth, who is the former editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. All right, T. So that quote doesn't necessarily tie into the title when you hear it right off the bat, right? But what comes up for you when you think about like how as women we can when we affirm one another we can shine brighter in times of frustration oh yeah so i think that's a loaded that's a loaded question i love that quote too by the way i feel like there i don't know i feel like in my experience you know being raised like in the black church and just having a lot of strong black women around me i feel like there are just so many instances when I've been alone with other Black women, and there's just like a magic that just just consumes the space. You know what I mean? I'm talking like yes. positive spaces, right? And whether it's like the hair salon, and we're having deep conversation and catching up on what's going on, whether we're just having like a women's group, usually there are tears and tissues, and there's usually like some type of positive vibe. And I feel like when I think about my journey in different situations where maybe I didn't have enough confidence to, you know, go out and pursue a goal or to do something when I saw another black woman doing it, it inspired me and it made me think, okay, if she can do it, then I can do it too. And it kind of gave me that strength. And so I think that when we come together, I mean, when black people in general come together, it's so powerful. And yeah. we know that by our predicament in this country, like they just, I mean, you ever, I don't know, Don, I was at this event. I think me and my husband, we went to go see, anyone listen to the Read podcast? Yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while, yeah. but yes. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I don't really listen to podcasts that much since we started our podcast because I'm always like super busy and super focused. But we used to listen to the read faithfully, and we went to one of the live recordings, and it was lit. I mean, they had a jam packed house, and I remember us standing outside. It was just a long line of black people in San Francisco when they came here. Just long line of black people, and I remember people driving by looking like, "What's the black people up to?" It's just like we draw so much attention when we come together. Yeah. Like people are always like, "What they up to? What they doing?" Because it's just we have so much power. And so I think about how, yes, The Reed, Diva asked us to repeat the podcast name, The Reed with Crystal and Kid Fury. Kid Fury. Mm-hmm. And so I am reminded that when we come together and we encourage one another, it does have the ability to unlock the power within all of us. What about you, Definitely. Don? What comes up for you? Definitely. So I think one of the things that comes up for me is one of the comments that like Audrey put on the side here in our chat that says it's so easy for women to seek validation because we're taught to be accommodating to others. So when other women give us it's uplifting or showing us what we're capable of, it takes some of the weight off. And so for me, what comes up with that is just that general power of what it really means to have one another's back, right? Oftentimes we are in spaces where we may be the only one or one of a few. And that's a lot of stress, like daily stress and trauma that is placed on us. And so 
when we are around one another and we actually are trying to affirm and uplift and support one another, that feeling is just like so amazing. And it's like that, that thing, that phrase, iron sharpens iron, where when you are around people who truly believe in you, who are truly affirming you, and sometimes just their mere presence, just knowing that there is another Black woman there in that space with you can inspire you to like do better, right? And it also in time, oftentimes can make you feel less stressed in an otherwise really stressful situation. Yes, that is spot on, Don. And Don, you probably had experiences like this too, but I remember when I was working at the tech company that I work at, I had just started there and I was still in this, like still trying to find myself in the company. I was dealing with imposter syndrome because I was oftentimes the only black woman and also the only black person in certain rooms. Okay. And so it took me a couple of years to kind of feel more comfortable being in that space and feeling like I deserve to be here. You know, I'm public school educated and I was in the room with a lot of Ivy League, you know, educated people. I was insecure about that. But now I'm like, you know, this makes my story more interesting because I got here too. You didn't pay all the money to go to these schools. I, I'm still here and I'm still, right. you know, facilitating meetings and stuff like that. So I have a lot more confidence now. But one thing that was so powerful for me, there were two Black people that had started at the company. And usually we're still, diversity is important for the company. And I see that they are taking the initiative to, you know, get more Black people and people of color there. But we're still, it's still a work in progress. And so I remember when this one Black woman started and I was doing her onboarding session. And she had said to me after, she's like, in my career, if you're, this is the first time a Black woman has, has facilitated a meeting. And I was just like, what? Like that just blew my mind. I felt honored because I got to be that person for her. But I was like, that's ridiculous. Like we need more of us in leadership spaces. And then there was a black guy that started. And he was like, you know, when I first started here and I realized we were sitting next to each other and I was sitting next to a sister. And then there was another sister down the aisle. I was like, that meant a lot to me. And I think sometimes Uh people don't understand that it's so important to see representation. And I think when you are the majority you just don't understand what it's like to walk into a room and not see anyone that looks like you. Like I would, exactly. and for, I know we have people that are of different races that listen to the podcast, but if you've never been in a situation where you're the only, you should try to embrace it. Like go into situations where you are to see how it feels. So you can understand what our daily life is like. I had an Asian friend who he had attended a black conference, Afrotech. And he was like, mm. I went and it was so interesting. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I was like the only one there. I'm like, yeah, that's how we feel every day. Every day. And it, and it does something to your psyche. Like it does something to how you show up when you are the only one. So yeah, it's really important for us to be together, support one another. And I just want to read some of the, we got some live feedback in yes, the live yes. episode. So let's see, we have Tamara saying that she agrees. Mm-hmm. We make each other better. Yes, that's so true. And the thing, it works both ways though, right? right? We can make each other better, but if we're going into a space and we haven't dealt with our stuff, and now mm-hmm. we go into the room and we see a sister walking by and we're like, oh, she thinks she all that. She got her, you know, she got her hair, her hair is down her back or she got them heels on. She, when we do that kind of thing, then it also tears, you know, one another down. So we really have to be mindful about our energy. And I've realized that when I find that I'm in situations where I may feel threatened or I felt, you know, envious of someone, it's all about me. Like I've had to work on my stuff and it's really not about the person that I'm, you know, engaging with. Any other feedback that you see that's good to share here, Dom? Yes, I think so. Stephanie made the comment of like the love and hip hop society of Mm -hmm. basically just this competition. And I think that a lot of that is intentional in terms of like maintaining white supremacy, right? That 
if we don't get along, if we're not united, then how can they win? Right. And what helps, what keeps us from being united is this competition amongst us, right? This, the, that crabs in a barrel mentality of we have to, we have to tear one another down to get to the top. When in reality, if one of us wins, then we all win. And when one of us wins, we should be helping one another pull everyone else up as well so that we truly all could win. Because then it goes back to what I was saying about iron sharpens iron. And when, when one of us is doing well and we're helping those around us do well, then all that does is benefit the greater good. And so for me, it's more, it's about really finding ways to help other people around me, especially because, you know, I'm in a position where I can do that. And so I want to be aware and acknowledge that not everybody's in that position. So I think of one of our participants right now, Audrey, who's 19. You at 19 might not be in the same position as one of us who's over 40, right? And has had a longer career. And so the, to me, the expectation is that that person who's over 40 should be reaching back to figure out how to help you get to where she is, right? And be willing to, as she's helping you, get help from you because there are new things that you were exposed to that you were learning that can uplift her. And so to me, it really is about figuring out how we can all use our strengths to help one another out. Um, I couldn't have said it better. I see Gwendolyn over there like, Ashe, yes. Okay. <laughs> like she is like, preach. Okay. <laughs> I see you, girl. <laughs> I love it. And that's so true. I mean, I think that at every stage of our journey, we can always reach back and help the next person. And I mean, people did it for us, Dom. Right? I think about right. the long and challenging and difficult journey I had. And even along that journey, there were mentors that were helping me. There were other Black women and Black men that were helping me. There were people from all races that were helping push me along the journey. And uh-huh. I always vowed. And I, you know, told God, like, when I make it, quote unquote, like when I get to a position where I can help someone else, yes, bridge the gap, right? When I make it and I'm in a position to help someone else, I am most definitely going to do it, right? So now I used to be the one asking for letters of recommendation and things of that nature. Now I'm writing letters of recommendation for other people. So I think we always have to be giving back. And I will say one thing I noticed the older I get, Dom, I never used to understand why there was like this conflict between young women and older women. And now that I'm getting older, I'm like, oh, I can see how mm-hmm. someone could be in a position where they feel like they're in competition, right? Because the young, the younger girls or younger generation, they may be, they're like, I want to say like hotter, right? Because society likes youth. And right. I remember when I was in my 20s, it was like your prime time. And I can see how when you get older, society sometimes lets, like they kind of give us this message of like, oh, you're older now. It's past your time. You know, this is a live show, y'all. I have some stage burning over here. And I want to make sure that I'm not about to start a fire. So now I'm going to put myself please on don't, mute. Please and don't. Gonna, yes, um, and I'm, I'm going to take you. over. Yes. I'll be right and back, so, <laughs> To keep going off of what Terry was saying in terms of that older generation, oftentimes what it is is that older generation feels like maybe they're going to be pushed out, right? And in order to maintain their relevance, they look at the younger people as competition, 
when, like I was saying earlier, I think it's really about how can we help the younger generation and still learn from that younger generation? Like, how can we continue to work together? But I think it does go to, it does speak a lot to our country's lack of value of the older generation. And we see that evidence right now when we look at what's really happening with COVID-19 in terms of how it's disproportionately affecting Black and brown folks, but then also affecting the elderly and how our country truly does not, in multiple facets of life, does not value older generations. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Yep, I would agree with you, John. Thank y'all for letting me chat. I had to go open the window to make sure we're good over here. But this is what happens when you're live, right? And so, yes, John, I would agree with you. And I think that the way that this can transition into like dealing with frustration when it comes to technology and when technology won't let you be great, I think that we can use this chance to encourage each other because now we're in a space in life where a lot of us are leaning into technology uh-huh. and it's not as seamless for everyone. Like everyone is not tech savvy. I am tech savvy and I done had some issues with technology over the past couple of months that made me, I thought it was going to be on Snatch, okay? Like I, let's walk through, let's walk through what was going on, okay? Yeah, okay. So, and Dom, I know you've had your own experiences too. So for me, the issues that I've been having, internet, right? So the internet that we have in our building, it's just not good. So I've been trying to do work and I've been in meetings, you know, on Zoom and my calls would get lost and things would, you know, it just, I didn't have a good connection. And so it took me about, a good month, I was like going to the store to try to go, you know, get out with like a hotspot. Uh-huh. You know, with COVID-19 and everything, they would they let me in, but they were like, oh, we're only doing limited services. So I was going around to Sprint. I was going to AT&T. I was going around to all these different places. And it was like so difficult. I'm like, what does it take? I'm trying to give you my money. Like, get, give me some good internet. So I finally got a, a hotspot. And then literally yesterday, my desktop stopped working or my monitor stopped working. Oh. So I'm used to working on a laptop that I'm also using, used to having two screens. And I don't know about you, but if you're used to having two screens, like a big screen and then a smaller one, and you go to using one, it's a challenge. And so it mm-hmm. wasn't working for me yesterday. And I have a lot of stuff I need to do on the computer. So now I have to work a little slower because I don't have the two views. So Dom, when I was sitting here, I'm like, okay, first it was the internet. The internet's right. good now. And now it's the monitor. And I was so frustrated sitting here at the computer. I was taking deep breaths and I was trying to move past it. But you ever just get to that place where you're like, I keep trying to get this to work and it's not working. It got to the point where I was taking the deep breaths, but then that's not working. I was like, okay, I'm frustrated. I had this pent up energy. So don't judge me, y'all. <laughs> My husband was downstairs and I was like, okay, I need to like get this energy out. So I was like, I want to punch the monitor, but obviously I'm not going to do that because I don't want to hurt my hand. I was like, let me walk through what would happen. I could punch it. It would feel really good in the moment, but then literally a second later, I'm going to look at the cracked screen and I'll, my hand will hurt. I'll have it. I'll be upset. So on and so forth. Right. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw this. I had this little thing on my desk. I just kind of tossed it on the floor. It kind of felt good in the moment. And then I kind of banged on the table. And then at one point I was just like, Ah, I just like made this noise and he came upstairs like, are you, are you good? And I was like, I'm dealing with my frustration in a healthy way. I'm not lashing out at anyone. I'm not hurting myself, but it made me think maybe we should talk about this conversation because other people are going through their own issues with tech, right? So that's mine, Dom. What about yours? What have you, what have you gone through in the past when it comes to tech? Yeah. So when we were, when Terry and I were prepping for this episode, one of the things that, you know, as we were talking it out, I realized how fortunate I am right now in this moment that when the pandemic started, the shelter in place, not the pandemic itself, but when the shelter in place started, I had recently just moved into a new spot. So I was able to get the latest fiber internet. And what that means essentially is in my non-tech terms is that my shit runs fast. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so I ran an internet speed test and my stuff was amazing. And so what that meant was that I should not have any technology difficulties at all. So generally for me, the biggest issue that I usually have is like background noise. And so because the street that I live on in Oakland is a pretty busy street. And so even though we were sheltering in place, there's still a lot of traffic on my street. So for me, the biggest concern was the noise in the background. 
Now, what I will say is that in the past, in the place that I was living in prior to this move, I would have had those same issues. And because the, the way the internet was set up there, it was not the best. And I was telling Terry that I had this one instance, and actually probably happened multiple times now that I'm really reflecting on it, multiple instances where I was trying to watch a TV show and the internet wasn't working. And so at first I was trying it on my TV to, cause I don't have cable. So I was trying to stream it through one of those services like Hulu or Netflix or something. And it wasn't coming up. And so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Maybe, you know, I went through all the things, unplugged the device, let it count to 30 seconds, plug it back in and it wasn't working. Then I was like, okay, well, let me pull it up on my iPad. Internet wasn't working on the iPad. So it was like, after about 30 minutes to an hour, I finally just like gave up. And at that point, the point of me trying to watch TV was for me to relax. And at that point, I am no longer relaxed. Like I noticed that my body is like tensed up. And like Terry, I was I was ready to throw the iPad. I was I really was just like, what the hell is going on? And so in those moments, what I've had to do is remind myself of one of my favorite phrases, trust the process, and then ask myself one of my favorite questions. What can I control in this moment? And in this moment, I cannot control the internet. As much as I would like to, I can't control the internet. So what I can control is how I am responding to what's happening. And if I lean in to trust the process, then to me, my interpretation in that moment is it's not meant for me to watch TV right now. So. Let me take some deep breaths to calm myself back down because my body is keyed up and really tense in this moment because I'm frustrated because this was something that I wanted to do. But let me take some deep breaths. And maybe this means that I need to check some emails or maybe I need to read a book. Y'all know reading is one of my favorite things. And so maybe I need to find an alternative way to connect. And so for me, in those moments of frustration, it truly is about reminding myself to trust the process, and to ask myself, what can I control in this moment? And I will say, one of my nieces yesterday actually was trying to teach me, like one of the things that she's 14, and one of the things she loves to do is try to teach me things. And Brandy can attest to this, the amount of things that she likes to teach me. And so one of the things that she wanted to teach me was a breathing exercise. And I was like, in my head, initially, I was like, all right, girl, you're talking to a therapist here. What, what breathing exercise are you about to show me? And so, but she was really excited to teach it to me. And then my five-year-old niece joined in on it and I found it really helpful. So I will credit that 14-year-old niece for teaching me a different breathing exercise. And so we're going to try it out right now. And so that breathing exercise really was just, we take a big, deep breath in and then we scream it out. So it's like... And I'm sorry, I know I probably heard y'all ears screaming, but what that does was as you're releasing that breath and that scream comes out, a lot of that frustration comes out as well. And so Terry, I think back to what you were saying about in that moment, like you found yourself kind of letting out a scream and your husband was kind of concerned, like what the hell is going on? What's she doing? Yeah. Right. Is everything Okay. 
But in that moment of, I think the act of actually taking that breath in mm-hmm. and then releasing it with a scream helps your body to release a lot of that pent up energy. I would agree, John. That is so good. I feel like we should dive right into the tips because we are already on track with that. And so I think one of the points that you shared was like, recognize the moment of frustration. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Recognize that you are frustrated. Sometimes it can be easy to be you know, tempted to kind of get into this space of denial where it's like, oh, I'm not mad. It's all going to work out. But at some point you have to realize, you know what, this is actually really frustrating me. Right. And I think the first step in any process is acknowledging what is. And so that's, Step number one or tip number one. Number two, I would say is investigate, right? Investigation. Yes. Understanding like what's going on here so that you can have a better understanding on how you might be able to resolve it even, right? Or just get clarity on what exactly is the problem. And so with me, I had to realize, oh, I thought it was the HDMI. So I got a new HDMI, still had issues. And so I found out that I think it's my monitor. So I made it to get a new one, right? But I think investigating is going to be key so you can understand where are we currently, right? Right. And so number three, yes, number three goes right back to what I, the example that I just gave of using breathing techniques of figuring out what you can do to like get your breath back regulated, get your body to physically calm itself down. And I, you know, and I think I want to make sure that I do acknowledge and shout out that, you know, earlier we talked about being older and recognizing when a younger person can help us. And so I do want to give full credit where credit is due. And that is to my 14 year old niece for teaching me that new breathing technique. And so, and just realizing how helpful taking that moment to breathe in and out can really help you to recenter yourself and release a lot of that pent up frustration. And I think that sometimes using that breathing technique, even in a moment when you're not frustrated, but you may have been holding on to some things can actually be helpful as well. And so tip number four is to have a backup plan. Now, I know I said that breathing technique works, right? And so let's say that that breathing technique doesn't work for you in that particular moment. Like you've done it a few times and you still can't release that frustration then that means let's look at what is plan B for the situation that caused you, that's currently causing your frustration. And so if your technology isn't working, so with me in my, in my situation, I tried the TV. That was my first, that was plan A. Plan A wasn't working out. So then I moved on to plan B, the iPad. iPad still wasn't working out. So then at that point, I do my deep breaths. And then I move on to plan C and plan C may mean that I have to scrap that entire activity and figure something else out. All right. And let's move on to number five, which is shift your perspective. I'm going to read this little blurb here that we'll add a link in the show notes, but it, it really just really summarizes how you can shift your perspective when things aren't going your, your way. And so it says, now that you have some clarity about what you want, it's time to challenge yourself to view your predicament in a more optimal way. In other words, it's time to shift your perspective of the situation and choose to view your frustrations as an opportunity to challenge yourself to do things better, right? So your first objective is to identify what exactly has been working for you. There must have been something that you've done well. So identify what that is and then also figure out the mistakes you might have or the mistakes that you might have made along the way. 
Now view those mistakes as helpful coincidences and use them as an opportunity for positive change. So for me, I realized that, you know, my monitor, I guess it just broke or something. So I'm going to have to do some research tomorrow to figure out, okay, what? Are, let's get into solution mode. Because me being pissed off, me being angry. And also right before we started, I kept trying to get it to work. And I was like, why are you going back to the same thing? And it's clearly not working. You're literally doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And so I had to work on detachment. I was praying about it. I, I was like meditating about it. So I really want this to work so I can be productive. And I had to detach myself from what the vision was in my mind of like, this is going to work. I'm going to do all the things. And now I'm like, okay, there has to be a new way. So shifting your perspective is key. And then number six, the final tip here is think flexible and creatively. So sometimes when, once we detach, we need to just explore all the other opportunities, right? So I'm going to look at possibly going to the office. I'm going to see if I have access to the office. Now everything's closed, right? See if I have access to the office. So I can bring my monitor from work home. That doesn't work. I may have to go to the computer store and see if they can fix this or just order a new one, right? So now I have other options because the goal that I had in mind is not working. And so, lady, that wraps up our tips for dealing with frustration when technology won't let you be great. We're going to just do a quick little recap of the tips that we covered, and then we'll open up the floor for some Q&A, and you might get a chance to be aired on this week's episode. Number one is recognize the moment of frustration. Number two, investigate. Figure out what the hell is going on here, okay? Number three is use breathing techniques. Number four is have a backup plan. Number five is shift your perspective. And number six is think flexible and creatively. All right, ladies. And so as you all have had this opportunity to listen to us and listen to our tips, what are some questions that you all might have for us or some feedback, some maybe some even some tips that maybe we can add to this list? Okay, this is for Lydia. I wanted to just say for me, Tamara and I, we work for the same department and like she mentioned, we're also also sorority sisters. And for me, a lot of times she's extremely tech savvy and I am not. So a lot of times I'll get on Skype and she'll walk me through things. I'll call her and say, Tamara, I have literally had it. I've had it. You know, and she'll say, okay, well, what is it? You know, she's a little more calm than I am. You know, I'm one of those people like, okay, I need to do this now. I need to do it right now. She's like, oh, well, you really don't need to do it right now. So let's just walk through it and so on and so forth. So I think just having someone to connect with and to talk to about your frustrations, she talks me off the ledge quite often. So just having that person that can be a sounding board is extremely important. Yes, yes. That is so important. I think, you know, in our team, Terry and I, you know, Terry is the tech person. And so for me, when I'm hearing her, as I'm hearing her process, having frustrations with technology, I'm like, well, if anybody can handle this, then I have faith that Terry will figure it out because she is the tech person. Thank you, Dom. I think Gwendolyn had something too. So Gwendolyn, we're going to unmute you so you can share, lady. What was coming up for you? In my learning and studies lately, I've learned the phrase E plus R equals O, events plus response equals your outcome. And a lot of that is, I know when I get upset and frustrated, I stop breathing. Basically, I don't breathe. And that breathing, I'm getting that over, beating over my head over and over again, is to breathe. If you simply take the time to breathe, it will actually calm you down so you can think about what you want your outcome to be and how you want to get it there. So breathing is really, really an excellent thing for me. 
you better preach, girl. I noticed that too the other day, Gwendolyn, when I was going through, I was like, wait, you were, I was so like, like holding my breath, just so caught up in the moment. So I'm so glad that you said that. Yes, the breathing is so important. Who else wants to share? Who else wants to share? Okay, so I know I'm young, but I am really, really bad with technology. I mess up so many things. I don't understand so many things. And a lot of times I feel like I'm looked at a certain way because I am young and I've grown up with it and I don't know how to work it. But for me, the tech person is actually my grandmother. She's 55, but she's been working with computers her whole life. So she knows different systems. She knows all the different ins and outs. So whenever it comes to technology, I call her as opposed to somebody calling me. And so I know it's like, it's just a weird thing to get around especially when everybody else around me is understanding and it's clicking. And sometimes like, they're like, girl, you really don't know how to do this or you really can't figure out how to do that. And it's like, if I could, I would have done it, but I'm taking this moment to be vulnerable and to ask you and you're throwing it in my face. Like, I just need help. That is such a good point. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier, right? Where the learning is cyclical, right? So we have older women that are helping young women. We have young women that are helping older women. We're all learning from one another. And I love that you pointed that out. And I think you're right. Sometimes if you're, you know, on the younger end of the spectrum of your millennium, people are like, you should know how to do this. And it's like, well, not everyone is into tech. So we can all learn from one another. I love that you shared that. Tamara, did you have something you wanted to share? I was going to say that I learned early on to be patient with technology from a young age. So I went to pull my computer out the window. And that's okay to do that. Then you're not going to have to continue to be frustrated. So then I just learned to be patient and I use YouTube videos to learn about little things that you can do. And so I would encourage everyone on the phone to just, you know, learn one little thing that you're curious about or want to learn and then just keep building from that. But it does take patience and I just persevere. I mean, I'll give myself maybe an hour or so. And then if I just can't get, I'll just move on to another task altogether to say, okay, let me just move and do something different that I'm frustrated with this. Um, so. That is so good. Thank you, Tamara, for sharing. Thank you for sharing. And ladies, let's take out. I do want to welcome Keyshawna. I know you joined us mid-chat, Keyshawna, but welcome. We see you there. We just want to thank yes, you for yes. showing up. That's your daughter. That's my you? daughter. Yes. Hey, That's the 25-year-old. And I have a 33-year-old. Hi. Oh, good my morning, goodness. Everybody. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. And yourselves? Good, great. Yeah, so happy you're here. Did you want to share anything about the conversation? Just adding to Audrey, I also am really bad at technology right now. Like working from home, I just, well, when I started working with the county, I just learned how to use all of their apps and websites and things, and I half learned them. So now that I'm working from home, it's all on me to figure out because there's nobody I can just, hey, how can I do this? What is this app? What, how do I download this? So it's, it's very frustrating. Thank you so much for tuning in, so much for sharing. I think that when ladies hear this conversation, I think that they will really resonate with the topics that we cover today. So we want to thank you all for tuning in live with us. We appreciate you. This, I don't know about you, Don, but this just made me, gave me all the feels today. So I can't yes, wait to air please. this episode. Yes. And yes. ladies, the next time we have live events, we'll send you emails. So be sure to follow us on Instagram. We're at Her Space Podcast. And if you click the link in our bio, that'll take you to our email list. You can sign up that way. Whenever we have more events like this that are virtually live, you can tune in, you'll get those email updates. And so, yeah, we, we appreciate you for tuning in and for hanging out with us. Yes, yes, yes.
We hope everyone gets a chance to enjoy this Memorial Day. And we hope that everyone remembers to breathe. Gwendolyn, one of the things that you were saying like really resonated with me, just this idea of making sure that we remind ourselves to breathe. It's something that our bodies naturally do. And so oftentimes when we get in that state of frustration or that state or a state of anxiety, our bodies will tense up and we will forget to breathe. And so just sometimes just that gentle reminder of taking a moment to check in with yourself and say, wait, hold on. Am I breathing? What, what's going on here? And just allowing yourself to take a big deep breath in and slowly let it out. Thank you so much. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space Podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.